helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Welcome to another episode of the Life Transformation Show. Happy New Year to everyone and may God bless you in 2024. Today we're exploring an intriguing topic that holds the key to your success when it comes to New Year's resolution. Today's topic is Unleashing the Power of the Fresh Start Effect. I'm your co-host, Denise Hart, and with me today to guide us through this discussion is psychotherapist Michael Hart. Welcome, Michael. Thank you so much, Denise, and Happy New Year to you all. It's so good to be back in studio after a holiday break, and it's good to be doing a show that is very appropriate to the season 2024, it's a fresh start for all of us, and we are all desirous of making the best of 2024. So this show is very timely. Well, let's get ready to discover how to use the fresh start effect to stay motivated throughout the year and to achieve the goals you have been struggling to achieve all these years. Well, I believe this show will empower you with practical strategies for accomplishing just about any goal. But before we start, I would like to remind you that you can contact us through our website at elimcounselingministry.com, where you can have access to hundreds of past episodes through our YouTube channel. So, Michael, can you explain what the Fresh Start Effect is? and why it's particularly relevant at the beginning of the year. Yes, I think that's a good way to start this show. The first start effect, it's a psychological phenomenon where individuals feel more motivated to pursue their goals at the start of a new time period, like a new year, a new month, or even a new week. But when it comes to new year, it's a very special, fresh start. Because people have this feeling that they're entering into something new, and they have hope that things can be different. And that is why people are so keen and motivated to set goals at the beginning of a new year, because they're entering this period of a fresh start. Absolutely, Michael. So our listeners know that you approach these subjects from a biblical perspective. So tell us a little bit about how you see this principle at work in the scriptures. I think God who knows how we are made because he's our creator and he knows what motivates us, use principles that are very similar to the first start effect in the scripture. So even though the name is not found in scripture, we see certain principles that God used special dates to motivate people to, to, to change and to grow spiritually. And one such day is the day of atonement. 
And this is mentioned in Leviticus 23, verse 27 and 28. And it was a very special time in which the people would get together and they would confess their sin at this special day once a year before the high priest. And they had certain rituals that they do. And the people would leave from those celebrations, those, that, that day of atonement with a sense that their sins have been forgiven. Now, let me say that it is clear that God can forgive sin on any day of the year. So, why have a special day? Why have a day of atonement? Why? Because God knows that this day would offer to people a psychological motivation to change. And that is exactly what happened on New Year's Day. When we're entering into a new year, there is this motivation that we all have, that it's very possible to change. So it's not surprising seeing that God who understands human nature and the way to motivate us is the one who put days like this in the Bible. Absolutely right, Michael. God knows how to motivate us. So I'm going to play devil's advocate for a while by pointing to some stats that seem to contradict all you have just said about the power behind the fresh start. So in 2016, study of 41% of Americans who set New Year's resolution and only 9% were successful. So if there is such great motivational behind the fresh start effect, how is it that there is such a high failure rate? That's a very good question, Denise. But I look at that stat a little different than how most people would look at it. What I would say is that 41% of Americans felt motivated at the start of a new year. And this is exactly what the fresh start effect is. Think about it. This is more than any other day of the year. We're almost half of the population of America, and I think it's very similar in Canada, felt that they could change their life, that they could do something different. And this is because there is a psychological dynamic at play that motivates people to feel that there is hope for change and that they can be different. I will also say that the success rate could be a lot higher if people avoided a few simple pitfalls in setting their goals and applied motivational principles to keep themselves motivated throughout the year. So although that statistic that you just quoted, Dennis, may seem like failure, I look at it as a tremendous success because it is saying that there is a principle at work at the beginning of the year that motivates almost half of the population to change something in their life. And I think if we can tap into that power, then a lot of potential can be released. Hence the title of today's show, Unleashing the Power of the Fresh Start Effect. Okay, Michael. So I guess part of what happens is that people are motivated at the beginning of the year, but then lose steam as the weeks and months go on. So how can people leverage this fresh start effect, not just at the beginning of the year, but throughout the year? 
That's a very good question. And I think one effective strategy is by breaking down your goals into smaller chunks and breaking down the new year into smaller parts. So there are 12 months in the year. So you could have 12 fresh start in 2024 instead of waiting until the end of the year to revise your goal or to see whether or not you're successful. You can have 12 time periods or you can break it down into quarters where you have four quarters for the year. And each of those, each, the beginning of each quarter is a fresh start. Successful businesses use this principle of quarterly reports. And you can do the same thing. If you can break down the year into these smaller components and have a review at the end of each quarter, it's a way to to have a fresh start and to mot- keep yourself motivated to get to the end point. So some people might understand this better if you can give an example of how goals can be broken down in smaller amounts. All right. So let's say that you have a goal of writing a book in in 2024, and that book is supposed to be 48,000 words. When you look at writing 48,000 words, it's a, it's a daunting task, especially if you're working full time and you have children. It's very, it's, 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 it's a, it's a task that seems almost unsurmountable. But if you were to break this down into monthly goals, it breaks down into 4,000 words per per month or if you were to break it down into weekly goal it's just a thousand words a week or into daily goal it's 200 words a day and how many of us despite our business could write 200 words a day it's not that difficult we spend a lot more we we type a lot more words than that texting and sending emails every day to people about trivial matter. So if we were to break down our goals into smaller chunks like that and review our goal at the end of each quarter, you can track your 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 success rate and you can keep yourself motivated because at the end of the fir- the, fir- the first quarter when you see that I have I am quarter of the way to writing my book, that will motivate you to have another fresh start for the second quarter. And I think we, we miss this principle of having multiple fresh start when we don't break down our goals into smaller time frames. That makes a lot of sense, Michael. 200 words per day, not too hard to do. So what would you say is the most important uh, but often overlooked principle when it comes to goal setting? Without a shadow of a doubt, I think the most important principle is habit formation. It's a principle that we overlook because when you're trying to achieve something new, you will have to change your habits. You will have to change the ways that you have done things in the past. And I think a lot of times we set out to accomplish new goals without thinking about how can I change my habit so that what I want to do becomes normal 
and natural. If you don't understand habit formation, you're likely to find it very difficult to accomplish your goals. So here are some strategies when it comes to habit formation. One technique is what is called habit stacking. And habit stacking is where you put the new task that you're trying to turn into a habit and you link it to something that you do daily, something that is already a habit for you. So one example of that could be if you have a cup of coffee every morning and you know that you're going to have that cup of coffee regardless. You have that cup of coffee. Now, if you were to tie in the the thing that you're trying to achieve to that cup of coffee and say something to the effect of just before I have my cup of coffee, I am going to write those 200 words. Or after I have my cup of coffee, I'm going to write those 200 words. I'm going to go for go for a walk, whatever the goal is. If you can tie it to something that you already do regularly, habit stacking, the principle of habit stacking, what you will find is that you are much more likely to accomplish your goals. Great point, Michael. So can you give an example of habit stacking from the Bible? Yes, I think if we, if we look at the life of Jesus, we can see an example of habit stacking in Luke 4, verse 16 to 21. In Luke 4, 16 to 21, it recounts that Jesus returned to Galilee and began teach, and began teaching in the synagogues. On one occasion, he went to Nazareth where he had been brought up and on the Sabbath day, as was his custom, he entered the synagogue. He stood up to read from the scroll of the prophet Isaiah and then begin to explain that the scripture had been fulfilled in their hearing, signifying that a new era, the arrival of the Messiah, has had come. So in other words, what is happening here is that Jesus already had the habit. It was his custom to go into the Sabbath day, into, into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And instead of saying, okay, I have this new goal of revealing that, that the new Messiah has arrived. Instead of trying to put that into a new arena, he started on with something that he was already doing. He was already going into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he used those opportunities to begin to bring the message about the new Messiah. Well, Jesus is always current, Michael. <laughs> Absolutely. The Bible is never outdated. A lot of what we call new psychological principles, Denise, are already found in the scriptures. Exactly. So let's talk about pitfalls. What is a common mistake that we make when setting New Year's resolution? One very common pitfall is setting overly ambitious goals. So, for example, if you are totally unfit and haven't done any running in years, don't make your goal for 2024 to run a full marathon or even a half marathon. Okay. Be be realistic, <laughs> right? And so and so, I would say start with a 10K or a 5K and make that your goal. And then maybe in subsequent years, you can work up to the full marathon or the half marathon. 
Okay, Michael, I think you're trying to tell the listeners something about me. Because I have to now cancel my plan to run in the Boston Marathon. I was just using this show as an opportunity to speak to you, Daddy, <laughs> so, so I couldn't say it otherwise. So now no, got, I've gotten that in. So what is another common pitfall? Another pitfall is not having accountability. If you are serious about achieving something, it is crucial for you to become accountable to others. Accountability keep you focused. When you're accountable to someone, whether it's a friend or a coach or a group, it helps maintain focus on your goals. But it also provides support and encouragement when you have others around you that can keep you motivated, you're much more likely to accomplish your goal. And it also increases commitment. Having someone that you're accountable to helps you to to be more committed because now it's not just something that you have in your mind, but it's something that's out there and others know. And you feel as level of responsibility and commitment beyond just a personal pledge. Exactly, Michael. Accountability is very, very important when we are setting goals. I really do believe in that. So when it comes to New Year's resolutions, we often think of things like weight, losing weight or fitness. But I know that many people have spiritual goals also. In the example that you gave about the Day of Atonement, the focus was on being in right relationship with God through uh, the forgiveness of sins. So one spiritual area in which we can struggle as Christians is forgiving someone who has caused great emotional and physical harm. Well, can you tell us how these principles apply to spiritual issues. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you went back to the, the Day of Atonement that we talked about earlier as an example of a fresh start effect. Because just like the Day of Atonement was used for spiritual purposes in the Bible, the new year and the 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 new the new the new dawning of, of a year can be a way of wanting to change things that you know is not conducive to a healthy spiritual life. So the example of bitterness, if someone is, is carrying bitterness and unforgiveness in their heart, a lot of people may find at the beginning of the new year that they say, I don't want to go into this new year carrying around this weight, this bitterness, this heaviness. It's affecting my sleep. It's making me angry. I'm not a nice person. And as you do that self-reflection at the beginning of a new year, you can have that spiritual motivation to change. So I think it, it's important to realize that the, first, the power of the first start effect is is important for the spiritual goals as well. But when it comes to achieving goals, we need to be very clear. One principle or one pitfall is that people have ambiguous goals, and it's one reason why they fail. And when it comes to spiritual things, it's important that we are very clear as to what we are trying to achieve. Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Life Transformation Show, where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services has been speaking on the topic, Unleashing the Power of the Fresh Start Effect. You can find out more about us at elimcounselingministry.com, 
where you can also make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Your donations help us to stay on the air and to provide subsidized counseling to those who can't afford it. Back to Michael. So, for example, if we use that example of forgiving someone who has hurt you, you need to be clear in your mind, what does it mean to forgive? Some of us have this notion that God wants us to forgive and forget. That's a fallacy that's not in the scripture. God doesn't want us to forget because if we forget, that can expose us to danger. It's actually a dangerous things thing if you forget what someone did to you. God wants you to remember but choose to forgive. God also wants you to be very clear that having emotional pain doesn't mean that you have not forgiven the, the, the person. And so when it comes to setting spiritual goals, it's important that we are very, very clear about what the goals are. And when it comes to spiritual goal, the principle of accountability, it's very important. We see this principle in the scripture in the relationship between Paul and Timothy, uh, for example, where Timothy had this older apostle Paul that he looked up to and that nurtured him. But what I find that a lot of us, we fail at our spiritual goals because we are trying to do it solo. So it's important for you to find spiritual mentors as you look into your spiritual goals for 2024. Great, Michael. Accountability is really a crucial part of uh, our success. And we all do need encouragement and support from others. So, Is there any other strategy? Yes, another strategy, I think, it's to translate your goal into emotional terms. A lot of times, our goals are not enough to motivate us. If you think of a goal like, I want to lose weight. Yes, it sounds good, but there is really no emotional pull to that goal of just wanting to lose weight. And that is why many people will start out the year motivated, but the power of the first start effect does not last throughout the year because the goal in itself has no emotional pull to it. So if you want to attach emotional emotional fire to your goals, it's good to reframe them in different terms. So for example, instead of saying, I want to lose weight, that could be worded as, I would like to lose weight so that I can go for hikes with my children, or I would like to lose weight so that I can become healthy or remain healthy. I would like to lose weight so I can do the fun things with my spouse that I did before. I put on all this weight. So you see what is happening here. If you have those deeper meanings behind it, you are much more likely to be successful. So my challenge to you is whatever your goal is for 2024, I would like you after this show to take a pen and paper or on your iPod or whatever and begin to type out motivational reason why you want to accomplish those goals. And as we were talking about the forgiveness, you know, someone could say, I would like to forgive because the bitterness is making me into an angry person. Absolutely. That's adding psychological or or motivation to your goal. 
Exactly. So that's very interesting, Michael. I guess what I'm hearing you say is that we should look for the deeper, more meaningful reasons behind our goals. So let's talk a little bit about visualization and its importance when it comes to goal setting. Yes, that's one very common thing that we have heard from a lot of speakers, motivational speakers and preachers about visualization. But visualization can be achieved in different ways. Visualization could be a vivid picture in your mind that you meditate on day daily as to what it is that you want to achieve. So if it's to lose weight, that picture of what you look like before you put on weight could be a motivation. But visualization can also be uh, something that represent what it is that you are trying to achieve. So it could, it could, it could be, uh, something like, uh, elastic band that you wear on your wrist every day to remind you, or a chain that you wear around your neck to remind you, uh, with a cross to remind you of your spiritual goals. It can be anything. It, it can be something that it can be a picture that you put up in your office that reminds you of your goal. And so visualization is very, Powerful. And we see example of this in the scripture. So for example, the, the priest in the Old Testament, they would wear little boxes on their forehead with the Ten Commandments written in it. And they would have, uh, stitches, things attached to the fringe of their garment that would remind them of their spiritual comp, their spiritual uh, resolve to please God. So I'm not suggesting that anyone go around with a box on their forehead. That's not what I'm suggesting. But whatever it is that works for you, come up with something that remind you of why it is that you want to accomplish your goal. So in the, in the New Testament, when we read about this passage where Jesus say someone touched me and she touched the fringe of his garment. What the woman was actually touching is that reminder that was sewed onto the elm of the garments of rabbi that would remind them of their commitment to God. So she was actually touching this part of the garment that symbolized Jesus's uh, commitment to God. And so when Jesus said, who touch me. There was something spiritual and dynamic that was going on in that moment. So I would like you also to begin to come up with a plan, what it is that you are going to put up in your home that is going to remind you of your commitment to your goals in 2024. And I know these principles that we are talking about, they are not very hard to do. They are very simple, but yet very powerful. And if you do them, you will be way on your way to achieving your goals for 2024. A great show, Michael. I have to get going and start putting some of these principles in practice. So thank you for joining us today as we explored the topic, Unleashing the Power of the Fresh Start effect and explored how to accomplish the goals you have set for yourself for the new year. So tune in next Monday morning at 9.30 when we will be looking at the biblical character of Nehemiah as we explore the topic. 
Yes, it's a very important show. You don't want to miss next week's show because we're going to be building on a lot of things that we have talked about here today. Nehemiah's rebuilding of the wall is a very appropriate passage for this time of the year. And next week, we're going to be taking a deeper look into the life of Nehemiah and some of the principles that he used that brought about his success, psychological principles and spiritual principles that he used that can be used by any of us to accomplish the goals that we are trying to accomplish. So if you missed any part of today's show, or you want to revisit it, you can find this on the past episode on Elim Counseling Services YouTube channel. Please consider making a donation to help our Christ-centered ministry. Your contribution will directly help those seeking support and guidance. Until next time, this is your co-host, Denise Hart. And Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services, praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart and bless all your goals for 2024.